Hey guys, happy Saturday. Welcome back to another Trucking Made Successful podcast. So I'm going to just have a chat with you guys because I don't really have anything to teach, no data. It's just a chat about my experience. Last week was a complete and utter mess for us. We were trying to book three loads on Friday, one for a reefer in Dallas, Texas, one for a flatbed in Midland, Texas, which is a disgusting market for flatbeds, and one for a flatbed near Castaic, California. Now, needless to say, two of our trucks were left without a load, but I did learn something from that stressful Friday booking session. So what were my two observations that I made on Friday? Number one, a load gets posted for a crap rate and gets covered or taken down from the load board within seconds. Number two, if you try to call on any of the loads, about 80% of brokers will either not pick up or you will get a line busy tone. Now, one of these brokers had an email only option for a load that was posted from Dallas to Southern California. And when I reached out, the details were as follows. Frozen veggies, negative 10 degrees Fahrenheit, 42,000 pounds, 1,480 miles with the small deadhead that we would have to do. The rate, $1,400. So this is a whooping 94 cents per mile for a reefer load that has to run at negative 10 degrees in hot weather with rising diesel prices. Now I asked him, is he seriously trying to pay 94 cents per mile for a frozen load? And he told me that he is sorry and that this is just what people are covering it for and that this is supply and demand. Now, of course, I thought that it was a great opportunity to educate a broker. I tried to educate everyone, which is an annoying quality I have. And I told him that the people who actually take these rates will end up going out of business and there will be a huge purge in capacity. And when the market turns, carriers will remember those brokers who offered such rates and will refuse to work with them once that market turns. Now, his response is something I was well aware of, but it still gives some perspective. He said that these rates are terrible for his business, but that other brokers continue to pursue their customers and undercut rates. He said that even at 94 cents per mile, he will most likely not win this load with this customer. Now, I know we all love to hate brokers and we all have a good reason for this, but the reality is it's not just brokers. I know that many will say, go get direct shippers to get better rates. And the logic is absolutely sound. If you go to a shipper directly, you cut out that middleman who is taking a part of the load. But come on, guys, let's not kid ourselves. Let's be real. Shippers aren't paying much either. So we have a few problems to consider. Number one is that shippers are interested in saving as much money as possible because orders are just not what they used to be. They're not making as much money. And the easiest way to do that is to cut their transportation costs. With the current overcapacity, it's actually not difficult to do, as we have seen. The second problem is that shippers work with multiple brokers at once and award the load to the broker who can sell it for the cheapest rate. The third issue is that brokers have a crap ton of competition right now. And just like this broker that I was talking about said, 
Competition goes after one customer and they start undercutting each other on the rate. One guy says, I can sell this load for 2,500. The other one says that he can sell it for 2,000. And the third one comes in at 1,500 and so on. And to top it off, the broker won't work for free. So out of that 1,500, they will make some money and take it into their pocket, right? But where does all of this stem from? What is the underlying disease that is causing all of these symptoms? Now we can talk about the market all day long, supply and demand. We can look at tender rejections and volumes, try to predict better markets to go to. And that's wonderful to try and stay afloat, but that's the same as putting a bandaid on an open blood gushing wound. It will slow down the blood loss but it won't really do much to actually help the wound heal. What we need is sutures. In our case, to remedy the underlying problem, not the symptom, we have to change the way we think as carriers, dispatchers, owner operators, and drivers. Now, some people believe that the government needs to set the rates, cap brokers, and so on. But I think that if enough of us come together, we can change it ourselves. What we need to understand is that as more carriers set a rate, they will not go below, for example, $2.50 per mile with deadhead. That's the minimum carriers will move loads for. What will happen? Well, first of all, capacity stops mattering. It doesn't matter how many trucks there are compared to loads in an area. Shippers will have to pay enough so that brokers can sell those loads for a minimum of $2.50 per mile to actually get them moved. Overcapacity will still mean that there will be trucks who are left without loads at the end of each day, but this is already happening right now in a bad market. Then the question is, can shippers just find a contract carrier for less and lock them into a cheaper rate to avoid dealing with the quote unquote crazy spot carriers who lost their minds and are not budging on the rate? Won't that make loads disappear completely off the spot market? The answer is no, because contract rates are also called paper rates. They are non-binding and contract carriers can refuse from a load which results in a tender rejection. If shippers start reaching out to contract carriers to try to lock them in at 220 per mile, those carriers will reject rates for better alternatives on the spot market. And then volumes start increasing and it becomes a snowball effect to the carrier's advantage. This is what happened during 2021. Contract carriers were refusing from 25% of the contract freight. It was ending up on the spot market and helping those spot rates increase. Now, of course, we can sit here and just patiently wait for the market to change. Maybe capacity will decrease, maybe volumes will increase, but the question is, when will this actually happen? And the more important question is how many of us will still be in business by the time this actually happens. So a question for all of you and for myself, just food for thought, would you rather wait for the market to finally flip someday, be a bystander and just wait, or instead of passively waiting for someone or something to pull us out of this crap situation, would you maybe prefer to actually do something about it? 
I know that my YouTube channel has over 60,000 community members. And while I understand that not all of them are currently actively in trucking, I do have a question. What do you think would happen if even 10, 20,000 people in that community refused from loads that are less than $2.50 per mile? I think that while it wouldn't really change the whole situation in the general market, it would definitely make a dent in some areas and maybe cause a ripple effect. The problem we currently have is distrust of each other. We don't trust what other people say they will do, right? Just like I don't trust carriers who are in the same market as my truck is in. I can say no to low rates all day long, and I know someone will always take those cheap rates and nothing is going to change in the market. So what ends up happening? Well, like it did, two trucks, two of my trucks are sitting empty on the weekend, which means I just lost three days of work. Like I said, we all love to hate on brokers because they take so much off the top and leave us with pennies. But the reality is it's shippers as well. Brokers have so much damned competition right now that even if they quote a higher price than their competition, they will simply not get the load. Now, are there those bad players, those brokers who get three, four dollars per mile and then pocket two dollars per mile? Yeah, there are plenty of those. But saying no to cheap freight actually corrects the situation. Basically, those bad brokers, even if they get $3 per mile from the shipper, they can no longer pocket $2 per mile because no carrier will move those loads for less than $2.50, right? This is a theoretical situation. So brokers will be forced to choose. Either try to pocket too much and lose your customer or pay up. All right, let's briefly talk about yellow because this is a great example of what we could do by saying no to crap rates. Yellow was one of the worst rated carriers out there, but shippers stuck with them because they were also the cheapest. Yellow is out of the picture, so now we have a ton of other less than truckload giants soaking up those loads, but not without an increase in prices. According to the DAT chief of analytics, Ken Adamo, the price difference could be a 20 to 25 price per pound increase. Altogether, the price increases could be 7 to 10% higher. Now he continues, if you decided late last week as a shipper to send ArcBest, Old Dominion, XPO, and FedEx your data to get some rates back, probably by late this week you're going to be fully processing the sticker shock of how much of a price increase you're going to have to take over what Yellow was charging you. So what do you guys think? Are shippers going to hold on to their loads, cross their arms, pout, and say, nope, I'm not going to pay that? They have to move the load, so they will pay whatever they need to pay to get it done. So why can't we do the same thing by setting our own rates, you know? So honestly, this video, I know it covers the same topic as last week, but I made this video out of desperation. I always say that my companies are my children, they're my babies, and this is especially true for my original company. I'm sure that any business owner feels the same way about their business. So. Tell me, would you feed your hungry child poison just for the sake of curbing their hunger? Because every time you take those $1 per mile loads, you are feeding your business poison that will eventually kill it. 
And again, just like I said in my last video on this topic, I get that everyone's cost per mile is different and unique to their company. And I understand that there will be carriers who profit from bad rates, provided that their cost per mile doesn't change. But we are in an unpredictable environment where diesel, inflation, consumer price index, and labor costs are increasing any carrier's expenses, whether it be business or personal expenses. And those of you who are blessed with a low cost per mile and are making a profit right now, when you take those dollar per mile loads, you are driving this market down, but your costs are increasing as we speak. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. I know it's a shorter one. I know it sounds more like a vent, but I just couldn't help myself. I see these rates keep on going crazier and crazier, right? They're getting crazier and crazier. So I just had to make this video. Wishing you a wonderful weekend. Stay safe and I will catch you later.